Hey, 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 okay, that was uh, a little overboard. <laughs> Welcome to church. Um, so glad to be here. I, I, I have a question. I didn't plan this part, uh, but I love Jacob's Prayer. I love that song, right? And, and we're in this series, right? How to hear God. We're, like today, I know last week was like the end cap, but today's the real end cap before we head into Advent here. But I just have a question. Like, the question is, are you walking in a valley right now. And, and, and I asked that, I heard something a little while ago that, that said, the speaker said this, usually the people that ask for prayer in church are the weak people, right? Like, like now don't, like, hear me out. Usually the people that come up for prayer, usually the people that they're right on the prayer requests are, are people that others in the room would consider like, oh, they've got stuff going on in their life. Like there's something really hard going on in their life. And, and there are times when people in the room can say, I've got it all together. I, I, I've got stuff going on, but it's not that bad. It's not that rough. It's not as bad as somebody else. So I'm not going to ask for prayer. But here's the thing, I I just want to level the playing ground. Because I think it's one of the strongest things that we can do as Christ followers. To invite other Christ followers to pray for us. Right? Like it's not a signal of weakness to go, I need Jesus. I need my people, my brothers, my sisters around me to pray for me. Like I'm going through it right now. And I know it's not as bad as what you're going through, so I'll pray for you. Will you pray for me? So I want to ask the question, with all that said, I want you to raise your hand if you feel like you're going through a valley right now. All right, look around. Later on, we're going to have an opportunity to pray for each other. I want us to be a church that's praying for each other. I want us to be a church that is listening to God and then praying for each other. Sometimes those prayers are the strength that we need to maintain our faith in Jesus. Sometimes those prayers are the avenue in which Jesus speaks through. Amen? So I want everybody in here, if you have something that you are dealing with, something that you are struggling with, I want you to not hesitate to ask for prayer because really, we all need prayer, right? So so that being said, I want to ask the question, have you ever heard a message from Jesus or from the Holy Spirit through someone else? Some of us in the room have. Some of us in the room have not. Have you ever had a negative experience where someone said they were telling you a message from Jesus or from the Holy Spirit and it was kind of like a negative experience for you? (laughs) Amen. There's a couple. 
Uh, I want to tell you, one time we were on uh, this mission trip, this service trip with uh, the youth group. I used to be a youth pastor in a former life. And we were going, and we were out in the community cleaning up things. And this guy came up to me, and he goes, I have a message from Jesus for you. I was like, oh, boy. I'm ready. (laughs) Like, like it was kind of awkward because all the students were around and like he just singled me out and came up to me. And, and, and I, to this day, cannot tell you what he said. All that I know is he said it. And I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know, buddy. I mean, I, that doesn't sound like it was from Jesus. I don't even know how that lines up with scripture. Like that, I kind of think you just had something funky for breakfast this morning and, and that message came out of that. I I don't know what that was. But there are times in our lives when we've had great experiences where we literally feel like we hear the voice of God through someone else. We've been talking about hearing God. How do you hear God? And for the most part, we've been talking about this, right? You and God. We've been talking about Bible. We've been talking about how we hear God. Uh, in prayer, we've been talking about all these different ways to hear God. And this morning, I kind of want to bring up, we also hear God through community. Through community. And I know there's been some rough experiences of where someone has said, thus saith the Lord, and then gave some declaration that was supposed to be from Jesus, and you looked at them sideways and said, I don't really think that's from Jesus. I don't think Jesus would say that. But I want to encourage us and invite us. Let's not let those experiences shade the fact that the spirit that Jesus does in fact speak in and through community. And I believe it's what we're called to as Christ followers, to be that kind of place, to be that kind of place that we are at the foundation is our time in Scripture, our time praying, talking to Jesus. And then a byproduct of that is that we live in this community that Jesus speaks in and through. You ready for some scripture? All right. Uh, I want to do something uh, that we've practiced last week, and we're going to do like a shortened version of that, a very shortened version of that. But last week we talked about Lectio Divina as one of the ways that you pray through scripture to hear from God. Now, I want, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to last week's sermon. You'll, You'll get the full picture of it. So I want us to take a moment. We're going to talk about a Bible story this morning, kind of work our way through it. And I want us to take a moment of just centering ourselves and focusing on Jesus. So let's take a moment, open your hands, close your eyes, kind of release distractions. Everything that you walked in here with, just let it pass in one ear, out the other. And just take a moment and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak.
All right, I want us now, we're going to read through this story. And it's the story of Philip, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch found in Acts. And as we read through this story, I want you to notice what's happening in the story. And what sticks out to you? What characters stick out to you? What actions stick out to you? Let's read. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone down to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home he was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said. Unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation... He was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very old or very passage of scripture, and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spear of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way Rejoicing. What stands out to you in that story? What do you read and go, huh? What does that mean? Or what do you read and go, wow, like that's incredible? What do you read and say, ah, this. Kind of reminds me of what, how Jesus is talking to me. Or how Jesus is using me. What character would you be in the story if you could be a character in the story? These are all ways that we prayerfully read through Scripture. And prayerfully how we hear God speak to us. And then how we hear God speak to our community through Scripture. I don't know about you, but I love this story. Philip is praying. And so this story, I picked this story to walk through today because there's so many facets 
of all what we just went through in this series, right? What is Philip doing when he hears from God? Or what is Philip likely doing when he hears from God? He's likely praying, right? He's likely in some way focused on Jesus. We, threw that, we see that throughout the book of Acts. That Jesus is speaking people, directing to people as they are praying. And so Philip is likely praying when he hears a message from the angel go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. He hears this message and then what does he do? He obeys. <laughs> it's easy. I'm not asking trick questions this morning. He obeys. This is that yield part that we talked about last week. Yield to whatever the scriptures are telling you. So Philip is praying. Hey, Philip, go to this place. Philip goes, I'm on it. I'm out. He goes to the place. Surprise, surprise. Jesus has something there for him. There is a purpose. There is a reason. He says, go to this place. So he started out on his way. He met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Now this eunuch was important. He was in a place of power, a powerful position, a place uh, of influence. He was also a eunuch, which historically in uh, the Israel tradition, uh, there was, they were not quite welcome into the kingdom of God. And so throughout the book of Acts, as it goes along, there's all these amazing things that are happening that Jesus is bringing more and more people into his kingdom. Right? And so Philip goes, talks to this eunuch. This eunuch is driving down the road in his chariot or being driven down the road in his chariot. The eunuch had gone up to worship in Jerusalem. And on his way home, he's sitting in his chariot. He's reading the book of Isaiah. As Philip is there, the Spirit says, go to that chariot and stay near it. Now this is why I have the conviction that, that it's so important for us to dig in and learn how to be quiet, learn how to be still, learn how to be aware of the voice of Jesus, the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to use you to communicate who he is to other people. He wants to use you to communicate and show who Jesus is. So the Spirit tells Philip, go and stand near this chariot. And Philip ran up to the chariot, heard the man reading the Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy goes, how can I? I don't get it. And it's like every evangelist dream, right? Oh, well, let me explain it to you. But notice the details of the story. Philip's praying. Go to this spot. He goes to the spot. Then the Spirit says, Philip, go by the chariot. Go near it. 
Philip, I imagine, out of excitement, runs up to it. But he's near the chariot, listening. And he hears the guy in the chariot reading from Isaiah. And then he just asks a simple question. Do you understand what you're reading? The guy goes, no. There's no way that I can. (laughs) Enters into this beautiful conversation. What did Philip not do? Philip didn't run up to the chariot and go, great, Jesus brought me here to this moment. Now's my time to rattle off the gospel to this guy. Like, now's my moment. Uh, I can tell just by the way this guy's living, he's got a very, very, very fancy chariot. Uh, I can tell what he does. He's the treasure of the queen of the Ethiopians. And I can tell that he lives a certain way because this is what he does. And so now's my opportunity. I'm going to tell him he should sell everything he has and get rid of it all or else he's going to go to hell. Or Philip didn't run up, hey, hey, uh, Ethiopian eunuch, guess what? If you don't believe this, 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 and this, you're going to go to hell. Do you want to go to hell? Do you? Do you? Do you? It's hot. It's fiery down there. Do you want to be there? No, I don't. I know you don't. Now's your chance. Believe in Jesus. Say this prayer with me. Sometimes that works. But does Philip do that? No. Philip listens to the Spirit, obeys what the Spirit is telling him to do, and then just goes and stays near the chariot. He's waiting on an opportunity to love, to serve, to tell this person about Jesus. He's hearing from God. God's voice brings him to this place. And then he gets the invitation. He's hearing. Do you understand what you're reading? No, I don't. How can I? Will you come up here and, and talk to me? Will you come up here and explain this to me? Like, I don't, I don't understand all this. I've got no context for what the book of Isaiah is talking about. I have no like, could you come up here and let's be in relationship. Let's sit across from each other. And I want to learn from you. I believe that God brought you here to tell me something about what I'm experiencing right now. It's this really beautiful moment in Scripture. This beautiful story. The eunuch and Philip have a dialogue. And the eunuch, at some point, believes, right, in Jesus. He believes. And he demonstrates that belief as they drive by water. And the eunuch says, I want to get baptized. Because I know that's a symbol for believing in Jesus and a symbol of following Jesus. So Philip says, great, let's get baptized. Let's take that next step. Do 
just a couple things I want to point out in this story. Throughout Scripture, we see this where God reveals himself through his own voice, through an angel. We see throughout the Christmas story, humans are hearing from God in every angle of the Christmas story. We, we see that God communicates to his kids, Right? And then we see throughout Scripture that we have a responsibility to give our lives to Jesus and follow him and pray with him and hear from him and then go out and communicate to others. And there's a little side note here. As you are communicating to people about who God is, or maybe you are praying for somebody and you hear something that God might want to tell someone else. Here's a, here's a couple rules, right? Is it affirming or positive? Is it biblical? We ground everything, all our prayers, all the ways that we hear God in Scripture. Is it biblical? And then is it Christ-like. So as we spend time with Jesus, as we hear from Jesus, we go out into the community and we speak to one another. We encourage one another. Maybe there's a message that's being given for someone else. See, the purpose of hearing God is not always just for you. It may be for someone else. It may be for someone sitting next to you. It may be for the cashier at the grocery store. I don't think the point of Philip hearing from God that day was to encourage Philip. Right? Did Philip get encouraged? Yes. But the point was God wanted to reach a eunuch in a chariot driving down the road. And he picked the person that was most available to do the task. Colossians chapter 3. This is just one of the verses where it talks about how the church, how the community should be living. And there's 59 one another verses throughout Scripture, and this is just some of them. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And then he has this charge. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, we are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach, as you admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms to each other, hymns to each other, spiritual songs to each other with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. There's this beautiful quote from Eugene Peterson. 
And he says this, one of the immediate changes that the gospel makes is grammatical. We instead of I. Are instead of my. And us instead of me. One of the immediate changes that the gospel makes is grammatical. We instead of I, are instead of my, and us instead of me. This is the kind of community that the church is to be. One that's not just focused on my, one that's not just focused on I, but one that's focused on we. And yes, I am coming to God to hear from God. And one of the ways that God might use me is to speak in the lives of other people, to encourage them, to sing songs over them, to speak to them with Scripture. Today we're going to celebrate communion. We're going to take communion together. And so if you are a Jesus follower in this room, if you believe in Jesus, you are welcome to take the bread and the cup. You are welcome to join. And as a community, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. So the ushers are going to come up and prepare us. But how I want to do communion today is I want to invite you to come up the center aisle, walk to the edges to the communion stations, and grab the cup and grab the bread and take it back to your seat with you and then hold it. Uh, Because I want us all to take it together as one body in Jesus. So the worship team is going to come up and start playing. But I want to invite us as we come to the table as we drink from the cup, eat the bread. What is God saying to you? And how might God be using you to speak through to someone else? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you and are reminded, Jesus, that we live in community. That we is greater than me. And I pray that as we hear you through prayer, that you would speak through us and bless others. In your name, amen. Come grab the elements as we take communion together. Take it back to your seat, and then we'll take it all together as a group. Come. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. 
the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat the bread together as one body. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So go ahead and take a drink from the cup. For as a body, whenever we eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. Now for the rest of the service, we're going to sing a bridge and we're going to sing a song. But as we're singing, I want to invite you. Pray for the person on your right. And you can pray whatever you want. And if you don't have anything to pray, you can pray for their safety. You can pray that God provides for them. You can pray that God speaks to them. If you know them really well, you can pray through a struggle they're going through in life. Or or maybe if you're sitting here and you, you don't know them at all, simply pray, come Holy Spirit to this person. Amen? Amen. Let's continue our worship.